0: Ike Good evening. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'll be sharing short weekly dance stories with you during the Irish winter months between Samhain and Imbolc to make those long winter nights a bit less long for you. You will find a new story every Sunday night at 9pm Irish time. I hope you're cosy and warm where you are. Now sit back, settle in, and enjoy the story. Episode 15 My Happy Dance Venue Spring has come to Ireland now, celebrating St. Bridget's Day on the 1st of February. Winter is supposed to be over, but the last few nights have been particularly cold. But I promise to be with you over the winter times. So this is my farewell story for you tonight. So it was important to me to start and end the podcast with stories that I hold extra special in my heart. I mean, all stories I shared with you, they're very memorable and I cherish each and one of them, you know. But John's story with the dancing shoes at the very beginning and this story now about my happy dance venue. They just had a massive impact in my life, you know, both of the stories. And I mean, truly, like, without this venue I'm talking to you about tonight, my life certainly would not be the same. So I'll take you with me tonight to the very northwestern part of County Donegal in Ireland to the Derrybeg area it's a Gaeltacht area so they speak Irish and if people ask me what is Donegal like or when i talk to them about Donegal and say oh yeah i'm going to Donegal and they say oh i've been to Donegal i've been to Donegal town or I've been to Bondoran or something. It's, I mean, Donegal is the second biggest county in Ireland, but like it's massive. It's a massive county and it's very remote, especially like the northern part of this places, you know, like Inishowen, the most northernly point of Ireland. And it's just so remote. Like Donegal is just quite unique. And if people ask me, well, what is it like? I really can't describe it other than just rugged, wild, rough, it's just different it's a different type of beauty you find here it's just something else and like i said before if people tell me they've been to Donegal but like the southern part it's really beautiful there as well and very unique, but to me, it kind of feels like you haven't really been to County Donegal if you have not passed the mountains or you know, if you haven't passed up a certain point further north, because that's where it gets very different the landscape, the people sometimes you can drive around and it just reminds me of mongolia because it's so barren and just like grassy plains and you turn your head and there's nothing around there there's no cottage you can't see anything and massive beaches that even in summertime you can have to yourself you know it's just quite something But the first time I came to Ireland, I just kind of passed it, but we didn't get into like Northwestern Donegal, but I liked it. And the third time I returned for a festival, which was the Frankie Kennedy Winter School back then. I think it was winter 2008 that I returned. So I was staying in the hostel and was taking Shano singing classes and was always asking around for dance. I'd always ask around, you know, if there would be any dancing around somewhere. But I remember being at a hostel and talking to the hostel lady, Christina, and she then told me, oh, but there are Cayleys nearby, you know, in Glashaw, in a place called Jack-Jack. I was like, what? What do you mean Jack-Jack? You know, what what kind of name is that? I didn't understand what it meant, whereas Jack means the house and Jack is just a person, like a name. So it would mean the house of Jack, Jack Jack-Jack in Irish. So the story of Jack-Jack actually in itself is quite interesting, you know. And the reason it's called Jack-Jack, like the house of Jack, is because in the late 50s a man called Jack McFadden and his wife Gracie, they had built a wee bungalow there. And in 1961, they built an extension to the bungalow, but there was no license or anything yet. You know, they just had a few extra rooms or stuff for students coming in who came to the Gaeiltaq area to learn Irish. And then in 1963, Jack then got a license to open up a bar. And that went on for about five years. And at some point, they changed part of their living area into a lounge area with a bit of a dance floor. Now, they had a son called Connie. And he got married to Mary in 1972. And in 1973 then, Mary and Connie McFadden took over the house. And they extended the lounge then into even a bigger place with a wee dance floor. Mary was actually from Gortahork, around 10 miles up the road from Glasha. So growing up, Mary lived right beside the Kala the Irish college there in Gartaghork. So in the summertime, she would go over when they were organizing Cayleys and she participated there and she loved it. And that's where she got her gra for the dancing, you know, the love for the dancing and a taster of what Cayleys could be like and dancing could feel like. So that's where she learned how to dance, the Sweets of May or the High Coal Cap and all of them dances and she very much enjoyed them. And then before she got married, she was teaching in that college herself. So she had to learn different Cayley dances to be able to pass on to her students. And she told me then that, you know, being from so close... And then, being in Jack-Jack, she would see the locals always get up and dance. She'd say they would always be up and dancing and dancing and dancing all the time. And she would see lots of different local dances. You know, it would be couple dances with a certain type of choreography, sometimes attached to a specific tune. The ones that she would remember would have been the Highland Gwela, Stachynorna, Kruger and Assel, Dosa and Skiball, Erino, or the Polyglide... And even though she was from so close, she had never seen these dances danced on her neck of the woods. And so when they expanded Tack Jack there with the wee dance floor, she thought to herself, well, wouldn't it be great if local people could come here and get together and dance their dances, their local dances, you know, and have a space. And that's how she started organizing those weekly Kaylee dances. And the great thing about it was that the locals would teach one another their dances, you know, and she would learn from them. And then she could bring in her knowledge of the figure dances and teach those to them. And so it got really exciting because they were all dancing together and learning from one another, you know, doing each other's local dances and that way expanding their repertoire. And at the very beginning, she was just teaching with her tapes, you know. She didn't have any musician and then later... She called in Bernard Toland from Tory Island, who came and played for the dancers. And then he took Martin Duggan from Tory Island as well with him as a young man. And at some point, then Martin took over from Bernard. And he's been playing ever since, like for decades now, really. So he's been playing the box for the local dancers. And then Mary asked other local people around to help and teach some of their figure dances or some of their other dances. People like Funula Shields or Frankie Roddy from Derry, And then she'd extend from the weekly classes and weekly Kayleys to a Kayle Moore every month. Every first Sunday of the month, there would be a Kaylee Moore as well. And she'd start organizing weekends as well with different people holding workshops there for her, like Clem and Gallagher or other people, you know, and mixing as well. Mixing set dances and two hands and Kaylee dances and it just grew and grew with the years, you know. And it became this really big, important social gathering, a weekly dance gathering for the locals. And Jack-Jack must have been one of the first places to host weekly calies, you know, at that extent, around the Guidor and Bag area and then Jack-Jack got completely demolished in 1996 at the end of January and the new house, bar, hotel and dance venue was built then and was reopened on the 11th of July 1996 which is Jack-Jack as it stands now with many rooms and a function room and oh my gosh it has a sprung floor and it's so nice it's like the nicest floor to dance on And those ceilies never stop, you know, even while the new Jack-Jack was being built, Mary took the ceilie group over to the community center. And it was only missing a ceilie or two, maybe, when there was a storm. And I mean, if a ceilie is being cancelled due to a storm in Donegal, it means the storm is really bad because it's the northwestern coast. It gets really some of the worst storms. But other than that, like for decades, like these Kayleys have been going on and I never stopped until March 2020 when everything else stopped. So that was a big blow for the community. But so on that winter night there, I landed in Jack Jack and I sat down and I was looking at these dances, these couple dances that were so unique, so different and I loved them. They were so enjoyable and the people, they were very, very welcoming, very friendly. And all the time there was someone new coming up to me and asking me out for a dance. You know, would you do the next one? Men, women, you know, everyone was asking me out to dance and everyone was including me. And I mean, I've come around lots of places in Ireland. I've danced in lots and lots of great places with great people, wonderful people. But I must say, I've never felt more welcome than out there with this community in Jack Jack. They're just something so special. They're so accommodating, so open-hearted. I've never even been denied a dance. Only the one time I remember, I think it was the very, very first Kaylee, when they didn't know me. But it wasn't that they didn't know me. I remember there was just such a buzz in the air. And they were saying, oh, it's the last dance of the evening. And they were getting excited. Oh, it's their favorite dance. the favorite dance. And I was asking them, what dance is it, you know? And they were always, like, oh, this, this is very difficult. This this might be a bit too difficult for you, perhaps. And I, I realized they were setting up for an eight hand and looking for people. And there were dancers missing. And I kept asking, what dance is it? And they were like, oh, you know, this would be a quite a complicated one. And I asked again, what dance is this? And they said, oh, it's called the High Call Cap. And I was like, well, sure, I've danced this before. I've danced this on a stage, you know, <laughs> at, a, at an Irish dancing show. And they were also so surprised. Like, well, how do you know how to dance this? You know, they couldn't believe it, it was this foreigner would be able to dance the high Col cup. But that was the only time I remember that they were a bit wary, a bit afraid that someone would not know it. But that's very unusual because usually they would take everyone out. I mean, like everyone. Even people who just peek in the door and would be like, what are you guys doing? Come on, they'd be taken by the hand and they'd be dancing away with them and pulling the people back and forth, you know, but in a friendly manner and everybody would be laughing and giggling and like, I mean, hearing an adult giggling with delight as he's being dragged and pulled around the high cold cap and the three tunes. I mean, that's just priceless. I remember this one fella, (laughs) he was just giggling and giggling and so happy out. And everybody, you know, would take hands. And they're very good, you know, at looking at you and telling you where you have to go to. Even most of the dances, I wouldn't remember them. You know, most of the eight-hand dances or something, I wouldn't be quite sure about them. Wouldn't know them by heart like they do. And they all know them by heart. They just all know what to do next. And they chat in between. And it's just fascinating to watch them. You know, they're so good. And they all can tell you where you have to go and point a finger and... Grab your hand or grab your shoulder, and it's just the best way to learn. And you know, there's no competition there of who's dancing better or not, or no one gets mad at you if you do a step different or if you forget about it or something. You know, it was just a really, really good place to go to. I remember that first time, so and then a the year after, I remember I wanted to go back to the Kaylee, and I was like. I have to go back to this place and I remember it was Tuesday and again at the hostel I was asking around who would come and there was an American father that was there at a the hostel with his son and they seemed a bit interested and I'd be like what is this and I mean it's something so local and so beautiful and so special from the area and so unique in Ireland because usually most Kayleys would be set dancing Kayleys and this one was just different you know and especially with the two hand dances that they were dancing there that I had not really seen elsewhere well you'd see the shoe the donkey and you'd see the stacks of barley but most of the other two hands like I had never ever seen or heard of before you know and I remember they were driving and I was explaining how to get there And I just remember it was out on the road and it was all straight, you know. I knew how to get to the crossroad to Bombeg and then turn right. And then it was all straight, 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 right by the coast. But then as we were driving, there was another crossroad which I didn't remember. And I was like, oh God, where are we going to now? And it was pitch dark, you know. It It was a winter's night in the middle of December and... They were asking me, well, you said straight. And I said, yeah, I know. But I just remember it being on the coast. And then I said, well, turn left following the coast up north. It's actually right, like, back then it didn't exist, but it's right on the Wild Atlantic Way. So we kept driving and we kept driving and driving through the darkness. And, I mean, there's nothing there, you know, just a few houses. And they had their Christmas lights on. And the man was getting, you know, suspicions. He's like, are you sure we're on the right there? I don't think there's anything here. And I started to get nervous and I was like, no, I remember it was just all straight. It must be here. It must be here. It must be around here. And he was like ready to turn around. I was like, no, no, keep going, keep going, please keep going. But I was getting nervous and I was getting very worried that we wouldn't find it or that I would get ourselves lost or something. And there's just this one point you come around the corner and you really can't see it before, but you come around that corner. And you see the lights of Jack-Jack and it's this massive house and it reminds me of a castle, you know, and sometimes it has the flags on the opposite in the parking lot. So it's just, it's like an apparition, you know, you come around the corner and there's like, boof, there's Jack-Jack. And it's just no other word for me to to call it, you know, it just looks so majestic. It's just like, wow. and even now, you know, even now when I drive there at night and I come around that corner and I see it, it's just, my heart starts being faster. <laughs> just a wee bit faster because it gets so exciting to know all oh, the Kayleys are there, you know, I'm going to see the Kaylee people again. But so over the years, I've been going back and back and they would then fill me in and tell me, oh, you know, you're going back, but oh, there's a, there's a Kaylee Moore on the Sunday or something, you know, and I would be, well, what do you mean Kaylee Moore? So it means like a big Kaylee, so once every first Sunday of the month there would be a bigger Cayley and it would be very special because it has tea included and people from the greater area, from Greater Donegal would come around and travel there, you know, for for the Cayley more, for socializing, for dancing, and it would be so nice, you know, people would really dress up in their nicest suits and polish their shoes and put the nicest dresses on and jewellery and high heels and sparkly accessories and stuff. And I mean, talking about tea time at Achilles, you'd always feel a kind of a buzz in the air. People are waiting the tea and knowing it's going to be so good. And my very first time, I didn't really understand the buzz. And it's always this kind of ritual with the waiters kind of waiting at the door between the function room where the dance floor is and the kitchen and kind of giving a signal And then there's a nod there across Mary or across Martin who's playing in the last dance. And they kind of know when people get all excited, you know, and immediately four, five, six, how many ever local men go and get the tables. And they would never let me, you know, I would always offer to go fetch the tables. They wouldn't let me. (laughs) They would say, no, no, the men get that. So the men come and bring out the tables and they're set. You wouldn't believe it. It's not just like tea and biscuits or scones or something. It's, It's everything. It's tea, coffee, scones, homemade little cakes, chocolates, biscuits, pancakes. Oh, they're so lovely. And just like all the nicest things you could imagine are all placed in the tables that are put in the middle of the dance floor. And everybody gets really excited, you know, and, and starts piling up their plates and everything. And people chat and are happy out, enjoying their cakes. And there are always different types of cakes. and But there are always those cute mini pancakes there. And I remember one of the evenings sitting with a few lovely ladies. And they already went, but they didn't dare getting up again. So they would send me up to the... <laughs> to the and they would send me up there and get more you know they'll be like oh go on stephanie go get us some pancakes please <laughs> And i'd be just like fetching whatever they wanted you know putting it in my plate and bringing it back and then giving it to them because they didn't want to be seen getting up again <laughs> grabbing more but those pancakes are really something like if, if you've never been it's really worth it not just for the dancing but also for that tea and, you know, the excitement with the tea and everybody gets their cup and, so they'd like a little hot drop and everything. And it's just, I mean, tea time at the Kaling is just quite a unique. You could write a whole paper about it. I always said it's so interesting and so good to see and to be part of it, you know. And, I mean, I've been going to Jack Jack now for over a decade and i've done so many things there you know i've i've danced group dances i've learned new dances i've learned new tunes i've had several sing songs there you know and we sessions i've even had some private sessions there with this lovely man called josie and we'd play the fiddle together in the breakfast room or we would play in the back of jack jack or there would be sessions and little wee sing songs there in the functioning room after big kaylee nights and he would be singing along and stuff. And you know, some of the locals would stay in and sing and play and start a wee session. Then other people from the bar maybe hear it and go grab their accordions. Or I've celebrated New Year's Eve there. I've celebrated birthdays from other people. I've celebrated my own birthday there. I've stayed in the house for Kaylee weekends. I've stayed in the house for after Cayley weekends, I could never leave. I've met so many lovely people, met so many great friends. I've been nursed once that I got very ill with a fever there for a few days and everybody took care of me. I mean, it's a family-run hotel, you can really see it. It's the most welcoming place you could ever imagine. And I remember once I came in with a friend to one of the Cayley evenings. And at the door, someone greeted me, you know, with big hugs and hello and how are you keeping? I'm so good to see you and everything, you know, like really lovely welcome, heartfelt welcome. And then my friend who was with me asked me, oh, is that one of the Kaylee ladies? And I said, no, it's actually someone who works at the hotel, you know. It's just everything is extra special. Everything is extra carefully done for you. You could not feel more welcome in a place that has a dance venue, a bar, a restaurant, and a hotel, you know, everything together. And the locals I've met there, you know, they're the sweetest people you could ever imagine. They're so friendly, so kind. And like any other dance community or like any other community, the sudden stop of all activities was a big blow and they all miss it and they all can't wait to get back dancing and it's just really exciting now because it has just been announced that the Cayleys will get back on the 6th of March so in exactly a month's time there'll be a Cayley Moore in Jack Jack to celebrate the start you know and to celebrate getting back into the Cayley dancing and I can't wait you know it's and the locals are getting excited about it you know and it's just It's a big thing. I mean, really, like Mary was telling me there really, again, there has not been a Cayley missing for over 30 years, like besides the storms, of course, the two or three times there was a storm. So it is a big thing, you know, like Mary pulled up these Cayleys with such commitment and such passion and devotion that it's just fascinating to see and people appreciate it. They come back. And they come back again. There's people who travel from all over the country. You know, they travel up from Dublin. They travel over from Belfast. And the beautiful thing, you know, it never matters where people come from. Everyone is welcome. They've had people from all over the world dancing there with them, you know. And curious people who were just peeking in to see what's going on. Ended up dancing, you know. And having like the best days of their lives. There's a Swiss couple that I met there. In 2019 and they hadn't a clue what was going on and they were having a dinner there and we chatted and it was a really lovely couple and then i said stay on there's a Kaylee and afterwards and they were like what's that and i explained it to them they came down and they were fascinated still i mean we still text every once in a while and they still talk to me about the kelly and about the people and how magical that felt to them you know how easygoing these people were how welcoming how different from their culture and that's just the beauty you know of it all if you can just spread the dance and spread the passion for dance and the fun and the love of it and wrap someone for a few moments into a world unknown to them and make it a really memorable special occasion that will feed their hearts and memories for a few years on you know that's i mean that's the best gift you could ever give And I mean, countless times I was there that, you know, always at the end, they play the national anthem. And it's with this devotion that people get up and face Martin as he plays the national anthem and some sing along, you know. And I've been just standing there, just tears streaming down my cheeks, thinking I don't want to leave this place, you know, because it's just quite something. So if you're around, if you're in the area, come on over. (laughs) Come to Shagjag Jack Jack and have a look. Be welcomed here by the lovely locals and taste the beautiful tea and cakes they offer here and stay overnight, make a staycation. It's a gorgeous area. And so on this positive wee note of dancing resuming in the Derrybeg area of County Donegal, I will release you now into springtime. I really hope you enjoyed one or the other story. And that you got some inspiration, some curiosity there stirred in you, wanting to come over somewhere or have a look at something or talk to a certain person or look something up. Life's about sharing and learning and enjoying and creating things together and experiencing things together. So if you enjoyed it, I mean, let me know. Write to me at info at com. Write a comment somewhere, share the podcast with people you think might enjoy it. I'd love to hear from you, really, what you thought was funny, what you thought was boring. (laughs) Anything you'd like to share with me, really, I'm open for everything. If you see me around somewhere, come find me, come say hello. I'd love to meet you and sure, perhaps we'll dance a two-hand sometime in the future. Or a Kaylee or a set, see each other at a competition we will pass each other on the road somewhere sure who knows but do stop and say hello do come over and i also wanted to say thank you to everyone who supported me so far that really means a lot all the people who wrote to me or supported me in any way you cannot imagine that's just the nicest gift really the last time i checked the podcasts have been downloaded about 980 times so perhaps we'll get up to a thousand that means a thousand times of annoyed people (laughs) or made them happy sure who knows but it's just nice and if if i made one person happy or if i brought comfort to one person then it was just worth it it was worth all the hard work all the cutting all the putting together of stories all the thinking and planning ahead and it was a very good journey. It was a hard and interesting and very good journey where I learned a lot. And I thank you for being part of this with me. You have been listening to an episode of Ikewai, a storytelling podcast by Skelta Dosa. I hope you'll have a wonderful time, a wonderful springtime now and summer, and that you'll stay with happy spirits, surrounded by lovely people, and doing things you love doing most. And if that's dance, go for it. If you wish to support my projects, you may send a wee donation to paypal.me slash I always appreciate every cent. The music you hear is Fairy Garden by Chris Collins and you can find it on indiemusicbox.com Have a lovely night and a good start into the next week tomorrow. See you soon. Take care and stay safe. Их